Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank, with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Helberg Barbecue, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Myatt Fuels, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, Versalift Southwest Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Oh, it is Matt Mosley. The Matt Mosley Show begins on a Monday. Pleased to be with you. Stephanie Sports Corner coming up in just a few minutes, so be ready for that. And lots of uh, 4.20 today, I think you'll be excited. We're going to go over the Cowboys draft and kind of give you a breakdown of kind of what we thought, maybe grade it a little bit, and it's uh, it's going to be interesting to uh, to put all this down on uh, on paper and look at it uh, very, very closely. And uh, been out today, um, and I, I tell you what, I've been, I've been looking around the area, some exciting things going on uh, this time of year. The, uh, I was looking at this thing just on, I was on the Waco Trib, always check that out right before I come on, see if anything's going on. And there's a big picture of, Lorena's John Henry that's up on there. And that's the Texas High School Football Hall of Fame. Oh, the great John Henry. I think he's got a son on the Lorena team. Obviously, that Lorena team has been very accomplished. But uh, we're just excited uh, excited to do that. We, In fact, we need to get John on here soon, who went on to become a Baylor Bear and a Baylor great. The other thing, Aaron... I wanted to make sure we uh, touted today is something I'm sure John accounted for. But out there at West Liberty, West Virginia, and you think, well, does anything good happen in West Liberty, West Virginia? Not usually. Not usually. But the top-seeded Baylor acrobatics and tumbling team took down second-seeded Oregon To snatch, I mean, snatch is not the word I would use for it because, I mean, it's like this this team always wins it. It's eighth consecutive NCATA championship. Bears beat the Ducks Saturday afternoon, 278.855 to 268.555 at the ASRC. All right. I feel like on first reference of that place, we ought to go ahead and say Waco Trib, the name of it, because most of us in this area do not exactly know what that stands for, the ASRC. Uh, Aaron, I'm not even going to ask you. I don't really expect you to know (laughs) a facility in West Liberty, West Virginia. Stephanie may know. Um, Fee Mulkey, the Baylor head coach, says, I'm always our biggest critic, so I'm proud of them and we want it. But we had to fight for it in the end. But we had to decide at halftime we were going to fight for it. Everybody had to come together and fight it out. It's hard to come in three days in a row and do as well as these young ladies do. So they had to decide at halftime they wanted it. And they did. They performed. 
the Bears defeated Fairmont State. And Quinny, how do you say that, Aaron? Q-U-I-N-N-I-P-A-C. Quinnipiac. Uh, um, to- Quinnipiac. Huh? I'll get it in a second because John corrected <laughs> me. I always say Quinnipiac. Quinni- Quinnipiac. That's it. Quinnipiac. That's what I just said. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that is what I said. To reach the uh, John Collison, if you have a better way, but to reach the finals against an Oregon team they knew well. Baylor had already, you know, beaten the Ducks on April first at the Farrell Center. Wow. I mean, this is really, really a cool deal for Fee Mulkey and her team. Another national title for the Bears. And um, Aaron, a in the pyramid event, you know that one, the Bears earned a 9.775 in the inversion heat. A 9.800 in the synchronized heat. I'm hoping Stephanie will explain some of this to us. And uh, this is an incredible deal. Uh, and I'm sure John Morris had uh, in the John Morris show covered this because he loves this sport. And uh, and Fee Mulkey comes on his show quite a bit. So extremely uh, happy. And, in fact, if you uh, – these the, the uh, event finals, um, let's see, I guess are uh, streamed on ESPN+. Plus. So that's kind of cool to be able to see that. I hope they archive that because I'd like to go by – I'd like to go back – and take a look at that. Uh, it is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, and a lot has happened over the weekend. Aaron, um, NBA-wise, man, I was so excited, especially with the first half of that game. Yesterday for a half, Sacramento answered every Golden State challenge. Um, Mark Monk came off the bench, you know, and obviously he... He didn't have a great shooting game, but but they they were hanging in there, and it was just haymaker after haymaker. And then in the second half, third quarter, Golden State's championship pedigree just took over, and Steph was Steph. Aaron, I mean, at age, what is he, 34, 35 years old, to go out there and and we, we go crazy over Jordan and what he was able to do later in his career, and for good reason. But for Steph to still be, I mean, the greatest shooter in the NBA, and of course he's the greatest shooter of all time, but to still perform at this level in a Game 7 on the road, again, it's too early in the playoffs to, I think, consider this like for one of the greatest playoff performances ever, but it's just incredibly impressive for him to go out there and do what he did in Sacramento with that fan base going crazy, and Steph put it on him. He just said, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to put a 50-piece on you. And sorry, I know you guys were real excited about this. De'Aaron Fox has been awesome, and you have, a, you have an incredible team. But my name is Steph Curry, and we will be moving on. And I would not bet against them as they get ready to play the Lakers. As that series gets ready to start up, I would not bet against Golden State with now a head of steam. They survived against a great young team, which is something the Milwaukee Bucks did not survive. And it, this Sacramento had a shot, 
and they couldn't get it done. The thing I like about Sacramento, that's a good young team, and they're not all cocky and all talk like the Memphis Grizzlies, like John Morant and Dylan Brooks and all the talkers that didn't back it up. Sacramento continued to back it up game in, game out until game seven, and they just got beat by one of the all-time great teams that is fading but has not yet faded completely. And I think this is all going to set up something really, really amazing, which is the team of the moment, the Nuggets, against one of these teams that survives these other series, whether it be Phoenix, you know. uh, And, again, I don't think Phoenix is going to survive the Denver series. But, man, it's, 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 this is fun. This is when the playoffs get extremely fun. And then yesterday, Aaron, I thought about getting a hockey guest on today because what happened to the Bruins will go down as one of the biggest upsets in NHL playoffs history. The Boston Bruins take it on the chin after being what was considered one of the great regular seasons in the history of the NHL. Aaron, let's get straight to it. Let's hear from Stephanie's sponsors. It's time for Stephanie from Sales to Talk Sports. Brought to you by Advanced House Leveling, Myatt Fuels, SoCal Speed Shop, Uncle Worm Smokehouse, Mission Golf Cars, and Epperson Tractors. Oh, man, I, I love hearing the Beastie Boys. <laughs> Are you dancing? Just so, just so I can hear them a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Love Always. It. On a Monday, this has kind of gotten me inspired, ready to go. A lot of draft talk today. I hope, uh, Stephanie, that uh, you and Scott just sat right there, glued to the TV set for three straight days <laughs> of of draft activity. And... Um, I, I tell you, and, and Stephanie, what about NHL? Do you do y'all ever watch the Dallas Stars, or do y'all watch a little you know, NHL? No. What do you bring to the table in that area? Well, we are in the playoffs, and no, I don't really watch. I mean, I go watch them in person, but there yeah. is breaking news out there that Snoop Dogg could possibly join in the running to buy the NHL team senators, which I was like, okay, Snoop Dogg, get out there, buy a team, but... That's the rumor on the street. But no, I, um, you know, I'm, I'm not a real hockey fan. I will see it in person, but watching it on television, I, I get bored real quickly. Um, unless they're fighting. I like the fights, <laughs> which that's yeah. terrible to say. But no, they've cut, they've kind of cut down on that here recently. Yeah, I know, which is good. I don't want people to get hurt. But yeah, we did watch the draft, and I'll tell you, uh, one of the, I'm going to say cute. I'm going to use a girl's terminology. Cutest, greatest stories over the weekend was when Chris Vaughn of the Dallas Cowboys was able to call his son Deuce when he was picked. And they showed a quick clip on YouTube and even I think I even read it on NFL.com where Chris was able to call his son after the Cowboys picked him. Um, He's a running back and say, hey, son, you want to come to work for me on Monday? And so it was just really cool to see, you know, his dad was in tears. Everybody in the draft room for the Cowboys were hugging and high-fiving. You know, he went over and 
uh, hugged Jerry Jones. And so it was just a really feel-good story that here's a kid, you know, um, gets to go work for his dad um, in the football in the football world. Who, his, you know, what kid gets his to dad, do that? Yeah, his dad. And, of course, this kid was unbelievable at Kansas State. He lasted that long in the draft because he's only 5'6". I know. But the Cowboys have now taken him, and the uh, the Vaughn that uh, – that Stephanie's talking about is a in the scouting department mm-hmm. with the Dallas Cowboys, and then they ended up taking his son. Uh, Stephanie, we have Aaron as always is Johnny on the spot. Here is the <laughs> here is the audio of uh, Chris Vaughn uh, and Jerry and the whole gang uh, calling to tell Deuce that uh, he was officially a a uh, Cowboys player. Hey, buddy. Hey, it's going good. This is Dad. My phone wasn't working. Look at here, man. You want to come to work with me next week? <laughs> I wouldn't mind that. <laughs> I, got, I got somebody want to speak to you. I got somebody want to speak to you. I don't know when I've been speaking for everybody that's really in the heart of the Dallas Cowboys is standing here with a tear in our eye. We're so happy to have you on the Dallas Cowboys. I can't thank you enough. Well, what I really want to say, you earned every ounce of me being able to make this call. I'm so excited. There's just something magical about this moment that may be bigger than we even realize here talking to you on the phone. But you is now a Dallas Cowboy. Your daddy just handed the card in right here. Yes, sir. It's got him on it. Congratulations. Hey, Deuce, Mike McCarthy, congratulations. What's up, Coach? I appreciate it. Well, I'll tell you what, I've been, been doing this a long time. This, this is so special for you and your father yes, and your family. And if you can, if you could uh, make sure you, you drive, so make sure your dad's on time for work, we'd appreciate it. <laughs> I can do that. Okay. I can do that. Deuce, man, congratulations. One of the coolest things I've ever seen in football was your dad making yes, that call. Thank you, brother. Thank you. So proud of you and your family. That is, thank you. He won't let you down. I promise you that. Yes, there it is. A really cool moment with the uh, the Cowboys kind of passing that mm-hmm. thing around. Jerry got on the phone, and then the dad was first, and then Mike McCarthy. Mike Mike's <laughs> attitude always kind of brings the room down. I always feel he's like just so Mike, he's like melancholy. Like, <laughs> like you well, know. Uh, this is pretty neat. Hey, pretty glad neat you're deal. on the team. Welcome aboard. <laughs> right. So. Hey, I don't. Even uh, though he was all. saying he was like, that's one. He said it like a robot. He's like, that's one of the coolest <laughs> uh-huh. things I've ever seen. Uh-huh. Well, that's, uh, that was a sweet story. I loved it. I think it's great. Great, great, great. But uh, you know what's coming up this weekend? Let me tell you. What do you got? The Kentucky Derby. Yeah, yeah. So I will be talking about some of that this week. So that's coming up. And also, if you are a wrestler fan, I call it fake wrestling. The WWE will be um, in uh, Puerto Rico this weekend if anybody wants to take a trip. And then you got UFC going on and then NASCAR, of course. But I will yeah. be hitting on the Kentucky Derby. But that's what I got for you today. I just wanted to share that story. I guess, uh, you know, I just thought that was really cool for Deuce Vaughn. It brought Boy, tears to my for, eyes. I mean, to bring audio with you. Wow. <laughs> right? Very, very interesting. <laughs> I mean, and I hope you got your TV guide with you. You know, lately TV you've guide. been kind of reading off some of the uh, TV times for things. I will be attending, as of now, a um, 
a Kentucky Derby party. Oh, fine. Right? And uh, and I've been known to put on like, uh, oh, you know, just kind of seersucker type things. <laughs> and I'll have a fedora on, maybe like kind of one of those tan, I don't know, some kind of fedora. That's and cool. uh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to attend that thing. And they, of course, they'll have mint juleps in the whole shebang. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll pass on that. A little sweet for my taste. Right. Aaron, as a former bartender, said he did not. The crowd that he uh, that that they drew, it was not a mint julep crowd. <laughs> but uh, they they will be flowing over there, and that is one of the great events. I I can't say it's on my bucket list because. I maybe we'll go sometime. I wouldn't mind but going I, just to wear a I, hat, but I don't want to be maybe. in that crowd. Like yeah, just put me in a box. They freak me out. Crowds freak me out. Uh, yeah, that seems kind of weird for you to say. I know, but put, they do. Put you me in know. a box. That sounds like a country song. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Put me in a pine box. <laughs> um, no. All right. Yeah, have, you ever, go- have you ever, um, you know, like had friends that owned racehorses or anything stephanie i mean you're very traveled and uh, I, I can say honestly no but i have had friends that have bet on horses <laughs> well that's really that's like inspiring but i mean i've had amazing i yeah. have friends i have a friend actually who lives in lynchburg virginia uh liberty university um and they go every year to the kentucky derby and they have a little i guess it's like a reserved room box and um it's kind of I mean, she posts pictures all the time on social media, but yeah, they're going again this weekend. So maybe we should call her and say, "Hey, get us tickets." But I don't know. But yeah, I don't know anyone that owns a. Why did you horse. say Liberty? Just because it's in Lynchburg, um, and they have some kind of association well, actually, with Liberty. Well, yes, and actually, my dad was a professor at Liberty University when I was little, and so we have some family connections there. And she actually, um, all her kids are going to Liberty, so uh, that's why I said Liberty. Aaron, real quick, just so I have this straight, her dad has been (laughs) a college professor, a policeman, Uh and a pastor. All the above. Wow. Uh Uh-huh. And did he ever meet, did the family ever get to meet the big man himself, Jerry Falwell? Yep. My dad worked right underneath him. I knew him when I was like five, six, seven and up, and his son, Jonathan Falwell, is a few years older than me, and he's actually... um, you know, he, he's over the church there, and then uh, Jerry Jr. is actually the president. I don't know if he still is. I think he is, of Liberty no. University, so yeah. Um, uh, that would be a no. That would be okay. a hard no. Okay, yeah, well, Jerry, he was. <laughs> Jerry, you might want to I might want to check that. <laughs> yeah, Google Jerry Falwell Jr. Yeah. Yeah, they, but uh, no, yeah, right. I knew the whole family, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad you didn't cross paths with the pool boy later in life. <laughs> right. All right. <laughs> All right. Um, All right. Well, that's what I got for you. And uh, like I said, I'll be talking about the Kentucky Derby this week. Aaron, is that, I mean, do we have any say in what she talks about? Do we, do we need not. like a daily, <laughs> do we need a daily derby <laughs> primer? I'm not going to do I mean, it every day, but I will I mean, just okay. paraphrase right. some stuff. So okay, no. good. Kentucky Derby coming up on Saturday. And I believe that uh, would fall on May 5th. And, of course, uh, Stephanie will have more on that as the week unfolds. <laughs> Stephanie, thank you. For, thank you. Uh, happy Monday. This. Yes, happy happy Monday to you <laughs> And uh, as you go about your day. <gasps> it, it, any productive meetings today on the sales front? 
Actually, any... yes. I've yeah. had a couple productive uh-huh. meetings, so it's been a good. What day. about the for now? What's your? Did you sell it for for the Mosley show, or what are you thinking <laughs> about? The Mosley and Stephanie's Sports yeah. Corner. You know, it's know. a combined deal. Oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah, I've seen how you combine things. <laughs> All right. All right. There she goes. The Stephanie Sports Corner. Every day, heard here at four oh eight. All right. Next, we we take you through. The Cowboys draft class. I'll tell you where I think they went right, and I'll let you know where I think they went wrong. That is next. Baylor, Big 12 softball. This weekend on 101.3 FM. Baylor softball closes the regular season with a split series against Texas. Games Friday at 6.30 from Austin, Saturday at 6 from Waco, and Sunday at 1 from Getterman Stadium. Join Dan Ingham for Baylor Big 12 softball every game on 101.3 FM. Uncle Worm Smokehouse Texas Cuisine is not just a food truck anymore. They now have a restaurant in the Old Red Barn in Bosqueville. Enjoy their special unique dishes like Mac Daddy brisket mac and cheese, meatballs, plus the best ribeye steaks in town. Featuring a full bar with unique cocktails. Ladies bring two or more friends for ladies night every Wednesday night and get 10% off. Karaoke Thursday nights and famous catering for any event. Open Tuesday through Saturday, Uncle Worm Smokehouse Texas Cuisine. Located on 19th Street in Bosqueville. Buttfest 2023 is coming to the Riesel Lion Club Fairgrounds. Friday and Saturday, May 5th and 6th, some of the fastest mud tractors on the planet, mega truck racing, and UTV side-by-side racing. All sure to impress, plus a tough truck contest. It's the McLennan County Mudfest, May 5th and 6th, presented by Alan Samuels Dodge Jeep Brown. Gates open at 6, show starts at 7 at the Riesel Lion Club Fairgrounds. Tickets are $20 for adults, $10 for kids 5 to 12, 4 and under are free. BYOB with a $10 cooler. Cans only. Seam is limited, so bring a lawn chair. And special thanks to RDO Equipment. In my podcast, Your Money in a Cup of Joe, we talk money management, investments, and retirement in a Q&A style format, helping break down complicated topics. I'm Joe Kaleo with Kaleo Wealth Management. Look for Your Money in a Cup of Joe on Apple and Spotify. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. Does the thought of mice, rats, or other rodents taking up residence in your walls or attic make you feel uncomfortable? Once inside, these unwanted critters can cause thousands of dollars in damage to your home. The experts at 855-BUGS can identify points of entry and eliminate them. We use a variety of methods to keep rodents out. Be proactive, not reactive. Let 855-BUGS ensure your home is protected with a free inspection and comprehensive treatment plan. Visit 855-BUGS.com now to schedule your free inspection. Maya Fuel should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated, independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for their great pricing and quickest delivery, they also offer non-fee contract fuel. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107 or find them at MayaFuels.net. That's MayaFuels.net. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. 
think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at McAdamsRoofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. On is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. And uh, lots to get to today. We've got movement in the portal again. Aaron, I feel, and we'll do that Campus Confidential. Aaron's got a lot of stuff for us. I felt bad for North Texas today. UTSA and North Texas, they get tampered with. They get their rosters messed with more than anybody. I mean, you, you, the worst thing that can happen is, you, you know, you get a, a talented roster together and in a, like a mid-major or, or group of five type school, and then people start coming after your guys like crazy. Like Auburn needs one more linebacker. Auburn needs one more wide receiver. Ah, let's get this kid. Let's get this kid. Two big-time starters from North Texas, actually three in the last 48 hours, have left one great defensive end, ends up at SMU. Aaron, is that, I guess, maybe you make more money NIL, but they're both going to be in the same conference. If you're a top defensive end at University of North Texas, why do you transfer to SMU? Like it doesn't make any, I mean, it really doesn't make a lot of sense. It's the same conference. You're going to be in the American Athletic Conference. You're already out there in Denton. You've made great friends. You're making a huge impact. You know what I'm afraid it is, Aaron? Everybody on that SMU roster gets about 30 to 35K. I mean, you know, that's a good way to do it. I think it's kind of the way Baylor, obviously because it's a private school, Baylor does some of that a little bit where we don't know exactly how it's all playing out. But I do think that's kind of how Baylor football has gone about things, is kind of trying to at least provide each scholarship player with sort of a baseline of money. But I just don't understand why, if you're a star player at UNT, that you would be like, oh, man, I can't wait to get over to the hilltop, to SMU. Well, you're going you're gonna to be playing the same teams. You're playing for the same thing, maybe. Even if, even if SMU gets on with the Pac-12 or something, it's not going to happen while you're in school. I don't understand it. You saw that, what I'm talking about, Aaron, didn't you? The defensive end or somebody. Last name may have been Ford. Anyway, he goes over to – so interesting things that are going on in college football as uh, some names continue to trickle in. I wanted – I've been looking around to see what grades the draft experts, now that the the Cowboys – whole draft has come in and 
I wanted to kind of see what everybody thought of the Cowboys draft. I usually kind of call around. I'll talk to personnel people. And then I want to see, like, I want to make sure the Cowboys in their fourth through seventh rounds kind of hang in there and don't start taking flyer picks. I do not love the pick they made um, in the fourth round, 129th pick, uh, VMI Fajoko, the defensive end, Aaron, out of San Jose State. Right, he had 23 sacks over the past three seasons. Potential sleeper, some people had him as. Don't love him because of, of there's just not much explosion, not a ton of athleticism, and certainly was not playing against great competition. Um, I, you know, what do they see him as? Well, I think they see him as somebody that may move inside and play a little bit of that three technique. I'll tell you, on a Baylor front, I did love it when Apu Ika went off the board. Man, people were excited about it. Um, I've reached out to Apu. Love to get him on um, now that we know. But, Aaron, what did you think about that that Apu Ika fit? I, I just I was kind of watching that and, and wanting to know and kind of wanting to see, okay, what's this? how's this going to end up? What's going to be the best fit for him? And when it came down, um, I was really pleased because of the way I, I, I just think it's a good spot for him. Now, of course, we were waiting to see if other Baylor players were going to be taken. There, this was, unlike last year, this was not a big year for Baylor players to get drafted. Now, the good news is Ben Sims and others, Mark Milton, uh, Galvin, Connor Galvin, they did end up on free agent contracts. And when that happens, you get to pick and choose through your agent where you're going to be. And you can pick places where you might have a good shot at making the team. Baylor players have had a good record in that front. Aaron, did you like the Apu Ika, you know, where he ended up and everything? I did. I felt the same way you did. I, th- I think it's a great fit, and he's going to be playing – early and a lot for them, I, I believe. Yeah, and I just, I was kind of watching to uh, to make sure, and, and with him being in the dog pound, going to be a member of the Cleveland Browns, and um, apparently, I do kind of like this, the uh, Jim Schwartz, who is the Browns defensive coordinator and used to be the head coach of the, um, well, he used to be defensive coordinator of the Titans. And then I believe Jim Schwartz was the head coach of the Detroit Lions. He's bounced around a little bit. He was quoted on the phone when the Browns took Apu Ika of saying, you're not a dump truck anymore now, Apu. You're a Ferrari. Let's get going. All right. And, um, the defensive tackle, it said, admitted Saturday he had no idea what Schwartz was talking about. The Browns shared a video of the, of the entertaining exchange on social media. He said, um, to be honest, I don't know what it means, but, hey, I will do whatever he wants me to do. I will be a Ferrari. I will be a Chevy if you want me to be. It probably means just growing up, becoming a pro. 
So I'm definitely going to start looking as my, at myself as a Ferrari. <laughs> Later in the draft, Aaron, Browns general manager Andrew Barry provided some clarity. He says it means Ika no longer has to two-gap. He just has to get up the field and disrupt, get off the ball, get off the ball, get off the ball, as opposed to just build a stone wall and hold up the offensive line. <laughs> so, anyway, I'm glad we got that solved because I think Ika was just kind of a little thrown off by by being told he was going from a dump truck to a Ferrari, but that's what it meant. Now, as we continue to look at what the Cowboys ended up with, um, the uh, – and, and by the way, tomorrow, and I'm sorry I haven't done this lately, the uh, the head uh, draft writer for NFL Network and NFL.com is a longtime friend of mine, and we'll get him on, and uh, Eric Edom is his name, and we'll get him on tomorrow to kind of break down not only the Cowboys picks, but some of the Texans picks, and we'll look at a lot of different things. So if you've got draft questions Get them in to us on the uh, text line, 254-662-1660. Now, the, as I was kind of looking at what the national people thought of this draft, running back, this is what Mel Kuyper said of Deuce Vaughn. He said he's a great player in a 5'5 package. I'd love to see him succeed in Dallas where his dad is a scout. And, of course, we had that footage earlier or that audio, we may play that later in the program today. Chad Reuter from NFL.com gave the Cowboys a B plus. And um, the, oh, the pick, Fahoko, hustling edge rusher, he said, and then said Richards is a great pick for a Cowboys team needing depth at tackle. They gave up a okay, so that that's the Richards pick, and then he had, he liked the Vaughn. Um, Sports Illustrated, Gilberto Manzano, Aaron, not familiar with his work, get, gives the Cowboys a C. He said the Cowboys went for need with the run stopper Smith, talking about Maisie Smith, but they probably would have gotten a more complete player in Brian Brzee. Aaron, that's the guy I was saying the other day that I thought they may, maybe should take from Clemson, who went three picks later to the Saints. The The thought is that Dallas reached a little bit for Maisie Smith. Um, they also took the tight end, let's remember, um, Schoonmaker from Michigan. And... The thought on him is that Michael Meyer from Notre Dame would have made a bigger uh, immediate impact, according to this scout. And then, of course, said Dallas added defensive depth with players like uh, Overshawn and Fahako. Um, Aaron, DeMarvian Overshawn is a guy we know because he was at Texas. He's a dynamic player. Agent Zero, they called him because he played with number zero. I like him. I like the range. I like the quickness. There's some thought that he just doesn't have the weight, the strength to hold up 
at Sam Linebacker where they like to play him. I think they're going to throw him right into special teams, and he can help them there. What role does he have? Well, kind of where right now they have like Jabril Cox, who missed most of a season, then was able to play the kid from LSU. So that'll be a situation where those two in the future kind of battle it out for playing time. The, the other one I saw nationally that came in, Vinny Iyer of Sporting News gave the Cowboys a C. Um, and he, he immediately thought um, they just didn't get the offensive skill they needed. And, boy, just did not like, he did not like, he thought they reached on Maisie Smith, the, the uh, nose tackle, and then the tight end schoonmaker. Aaron, as I've gone around and looked at all this, I, I, I mean, again, they've been pretty good lately in this draft, in, in, in draft picks, and they've hit on them, and they've got guys like Diggs in the second round became one of the best cornerbacks in the game. Micah Parsons has become maybe the best defender in the game, and they got him at Aaron Ware, number 11 overall in the draft. So, um, I, I tell you, I, I think, I think you've got to let these things play out. But um, it's it's just interesting to see how much conviction the Cowboys had in this Maisie Smith. Now, let's also remember that the tight end Aaron out of is another Dalton. They just lost Dalton Schultz. What's this kid's name, Aaron? Dalton. Hilliard, Dalton, whoever the player was from Utah, big-time Kincaid, that's right. Dalton Kincaid. Dalton Hilliard played for LSU about 25 or 30 years ago, all right? That's how my brain works. Um, Dalton Kincaid, the the tight end out of Utah. Aaron, I stayed up and watched. I don't know if it was a Pac-12 championship game. I can't remember which game it was. And the guy... The guy had like 19 targets in a game, and I swear he had like 17 or 18 catches in that game. So tremendously skilled tight end, but he 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 was picked before the Cowboys, and so I think they decided to kind of settle on Maisie Smith, and then they came around and they took another tight end. The problem is when you look at the tight end the Cowboys took, his his numbers look like the kind of numbers you'd go, oh, man, great season, great season, until you realize, no, that's like the three or four years that he put up those numbers. Now, he was behind some pretty good players. In fact, some of those players, one of those players I recognize, end up on the Cowboys team. One of their several kind of nondescript tight ends was a Michigan man. And so it, it'll be interesting to see how Schoonmaker continues to develop a willing blocker, maybe not a great blocker, and a former high school tight end who made the transition good. I mean, catches the ball well, runs well, but I just did not have a ton of production. Like, I don't think this guy has a chance of stepping in and making a huge impact, and they needed to hit on a tight end who could step in and make an impact. Now, they have Jake Ferguson, Hendershot, 
I mean, they're, they're, they're not without talent it tied in. They didn't have to hit on a monster. I just would have liked a more productive tight end for the Cowboys. All right, there's your Cowboys draft talk. Now, let's dive back into the portal. we got all sorts of stuff happening today. And then we also have lots of rumors circulating as the Big 12 and the Pac-12 get together in the same community, basically, and uh, for their meetings. Will there be a rumble? That is next. Coach Mitch Thompson and the Bears all season long here on ESPN Central Texas. The Bears on the road this Tuesday headed to Abilene to take on Abilene Christian. 5.45 for the warm-up show. 6 o'clock first pitch Tuesday for Baylor ACU Baseball. This is the home for Baylor Bear Baseball. ESPN Central Texas. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders at their town west or downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. Everson Tractors has provided you with affordable and reliable top-of-the-line Branson tractors for over 30 years. And they're excited to announce that Branson has now teamed up with Time to combine their forces. Everson's commitment to exceptional service, outstanding value, and innovative machinery is now bigger, stronger, and better. If you're a full-time rancher or weekend warrior, come see the all-new lineup of Time Tractors today at the locally owned and operated Emerson Tractors in Robinson, where service is their name. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number, so why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank, and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin, and also at cnbwaco.com. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. SoCal Speed Shop in downtown Waco is Waco's newest speed shop. Looking for hot rod parts? SoCal Speed Shop in Waco has unbeatable prices. Check out their showroom located at 321 6th Street, just two minutes away from the silos. You'll find T-shirts, memorabilia, collectible decals, and more. SoCal Speed Shop in Waco, a retail merchandise and speed shop for anyone who wants to go fast and look good doing it. SoCal Speed Shop in downtown Waco. Stop by or check them out online at SoCalWaco.com. Uncle Worm Smokehouse Texas Cuisine is not just a food truck anymore. They now have a restaurant in the Old Red Barn in Bosqueville. Enjoy their special unique dishes like Mac Daddy brisket mac and cheese, meatballs, plus the best ribeye steaks in town. Featuring a full bar with unique cocktails. Ladies bring two or more friends for ladies night every Wednesday night and get 10% off. Karaoke Thursday nights and famous catering for any event. Open Tuesday through Saturday, Uncle Worm Smokehouse Texas Cuisine, located on 19th Street in Bosqueville. Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? 
Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas' premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfied clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. Campus Confidential is brought to you by Jim Turner Chevrolet, where they say we're just a heartbeat away in McGregor, and we treat you like family. Check them out at turnerchevy.com. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley, Campus Confidential. A lot of the Baylor coaches tell me, Kind of off the record, hey, hey, we love this segment because we get a lot of, we hit a lot of stuff. We account for a lot of the portal news. Hey, who'd they get? Who's the new? And what happened is this window closed, I think, what, late last night, Aaron. So there were a lot of last-minute portal entries. I saw the numbers today, Aaron, from Chris Hummer on the total. I mean, we keep thinking, well, maybe this, maybe these numbers will go down. The numbers for this most recent portal opening were massive there are still 1,000 roughly 1,000 uncommitted players in the portal right now just hanging out Aaron I mean I mean you and I could just kind of go peek around the portal right now a thousand players a thousand young folks just like well yeah I'm hoping to play somewhere next fall yeah just still out here waiting to make up my mind Hopefully we'll have a good summer, and then I can figure out what school I'm going to go to. That's a lot. A thousand uncommitted. Aaron, of, of that thousand, I bet 500 of them don't really end up with a place to go. Or, like, have to walk on or try to go back to their old place. I mean, we always we only talk about the people that end up at places. What about the ones who never find a place? I think that happens more than we let on. Um, and then, Aaron, I had this nugget for you. I thought you would like this. The Chargers, because I, I thought, man, these guys sound familiar. Um, the Chargers, like, I mean, they were taking all sorts of TCU players. And the, the, the I say that, I'm talking about the Rams, in fact. The Rams have drafted, listen to this, four former TCU teammates. Steve Avila, Travis Hodges Tomlinson, O'Shawn Mathis, and Zach Evans. Now, some of those guys ended up, you know, playing their, their careers out in other places. But four former TCU teammates now on the Rams. And um, and and this and, and honestly, the Chargers also took a ton of TCU players. I think they drafted at least three uh, uh, places. And of course, Max Duggan ended up with the Chargers, uh, seventh round pick, two thirty nine. And you'll remember, Aaron, the last pick in the in the entire draft is now the future quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers. That would be Brock Purdy. So it does not totally matter where you were drafted or even if you were drafted. 
it just you know it just starts your career and then you get if you get a chance and see where this thing goes all right aaron what do you have for us today total of seven baylor players have either agreed to free agent contracts with nfl teams or been invited to nfl mini camps it was announced today Apuika obviously was drafted in the third round by the Browns. Connor Galvin, offensive lineman for the Bears, assigned a free agent contract with the Detroit Lions. Defensive back Mark Milton is signed with the Carolina Panthers. Safety Christian Morgan is signed a free agent contract with Green Bay. And tight end Ben Ben Sims signed with the Minnesota Vikings. Also, Jacob Gall has been invited to both the Falcons and Colts minicamps, and Galvin, Gavin Holmes has been invited to the Philadelphia Eagles minicamp. So there's a, a recap of what happened yeah. with Baylor football players through the draft and free agent process. Now, in one of those all-star games, Dylan Doyle got hurt. And I don't know, I, I would think the injury is preventing him right now from opportunities. Aaron, of all the players you just said, did you ever say Dylan's name? I did not. Yeah. So I think Dylan is still looking for a place. <laughs> I, I really think he is capable and could step in and play special teams. And I, 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 I just think he is too much of a leader and too much of a football player not to get some opportunity. But for now, it may have to be in, like, the USFL or the XFL or something else. And I think part of what's holding him up is that he just wasn't able to do much for scouts in terms of Baylor Pro Day. He gets injured in one of those uh, all-star games. And, Aaron, while those all-star games, I think, are a chance to perform in front of people, I, I don't – I think – I think you've got to think about that. I mean, like, the one in Mobile, the Senior Bowl, I definitely think that's worth competing in if you get invited to that. You you almost, in, unless you're just a, a surefire first-round pick, you need to go to that. These other things, whether it be the East-West Shrine or the, I don't know, there's two or three other ones. I, I would have to think twice about about uh, competing in those. I would go to the practices but not compete in the game. And, again, I forget, Doyle may have done this in the actual practices, so maybe there was no way to avoid this. But I, I, uh, I hate that for him. All right, Aaron, continue. Former, former Baylor guard Kendra Gillespie has found a new home. The former Baylor women's basketball player player who is a sophomore and entered the transfer portal a few weeks ago has committed to Arkansas State. She appeared in 27 games for the Bears over the last two seasons and shot 41% from the field. Yeah, I mean, grateful that she was with us for a while but uh, really had no role on the team and needed to, needed to go elsewhere and you hope that she can maybe go there and uh, carve out a spot for the Aaron. Do you know off the top of your head what Arkansas State is? Their mascot. I actually don't. The Red Wolves. 
the red, unless they've changed it since I last looked. But they are the they are the Red Wolves uh, of uh, of Arkansas State, located in Jonesboro, Arkansas. Um, so there's your little nugget, Aaron. I tell you, speaking of transfers, I've been I, I've been really interested in a couple things. The Charlotte is is a team that you know we just don't think of that often, but they are a you know group of five type team, pretty good team from Conference USA. What I can't remember, Aaron, are they one of those teams going to the AAC or not? There's several other teams that are going in to the AAC. But Arizona State transfer quarterback Bennett Meredith ends up at Charlotte. And that's not that huge of a thing. I thought that's interesting. By my count, this is Max Olson reporting this for The Athletic. They've picked up 22 Power 5 transfers this offseason. Think about that, Aaron. We We only usually think of the group of five players who end up on these P5 teams. Charlotte gets 22 Power 5 players. These are players that are either maybe not getting the play in time they want, maybe getting some play in time but just not being featured how they want. And so I think sometimes we really do feel bad, and I still do, for the UNTs, UTSAs. I think those teams are so talented at times people poach their rosters like crazy but it works both ways here is charlotte out there grabbing players from all these power five rosters and um i i find this interesting now for instance some of these dion guys uh colorado tight end sadu treor has re-entered the transfer portal today he transferred from Arkansas State to CU this offseason. And um, and then he's transferred back out, Aaron. I mean, the portal's just going crazy. The Buffs now have, they've had 53 scholarship players enter the portal since December. 53. I bet the next closest one, Aaron, would be somebody maybe like A&M and it would be in, in the 20s, like maybe 27 to 29, somewhere in that area. 53. What a massive number. And, uh, and then one other big 12 one I had, Aaron, I wanted to mention is that West Virginia has landed an all-sunbelt performer who had 102 tackles last year for Georgia Southern. His name is Anthony Wilson. Anthony Wilson, and I believe, Aaron, that's the news we had recently. That's where the Baylor wide receiver ended up as well at West Virginia, mm-hmm. and that was Jalen Ellis. So I would say West Virginia, both in basketball and football, and, of course, talking about men's basketball and football, uh, Aaron, I would say it's been a pretty productive spring in terms of bringing in players from the portal uh, in uh, for the Mountaineers. All right, sir, what else do you have for us? You were mentioning Charlotte in the AAC. They are joining the AAC starting next year, along with Alabama, Birmingham, Florida Atlantic, North Texas, Rice, and UT San Antonio are the six schools joining the AAC next year uh, when they lose Houston, 
mm-hmm. and Central Florida through the Big 12. They'll join the nine other schools. They'll have 14 uh, football m- members and 15 for all other sports. I saw something today that, that said some people in the Pac-12 have, if they had to bring in more schools, would be interested in Tulane. But, but for obvious academic reasons, other people in the conference are more interested in Rice. And, I mean, I, I just – you already have one horrible football program in Stanford. Do you really need another one? <laughs> and, of course, that sounds mean. I think Rice – is it Coach Bloomgren? Whoever their coaches came from, if they're still the same coach, he came from Stanford. And, and I, he's he gets out and recruits like crazy, and they've been a little more competitive here in recent years. But they've never returned. They ran off the guy that they were competitive with several years ago. And his name was like, I think, David Bela or something like that. They had a real competitive coaching team. And they ran him off, like, oh, we're not winning enough. And they've just gotten drilled ever since. But that just tells you how crazy it is in the Pac-12 that you have some presidents who want, like, a good football school like Tulane, and you have some that would prefer a great academic school like Rice. I'm sorry, Rice does not push the needle at all in the TV ratings I mean, I don't even think the CW would be interested in that edition. All right, Aaron, it is the uh, the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Cal Yeomans, native son of Central Texas, joins us to talk the Cowboys draft. He'll do it next. The source for Baylor athletic news and information, ESPN Central Texas. When it's more than just your lawn, it deserves the Kubota Z400. Get a head-turning offer on class-leading speed, agility, simple deck height adjustments, and a quality cut. When you need comfort and performance, then you need the professional-grade Kubota Z400. Right now, get the Kubota Z400 mower for zero down, 0% APR for 48 months, or save $300. Now through June 30th. See us or go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer. WC Tractor, now with six convenient locations to serve you. Find us at WCTractor.com. Attention farmers and ranchers, you want that person-to-person service with someone you know and trust to get your animal supplies to you and take the worry out cost-effectively. That's where Agritech Animal Health with Chad Spitzer and his staff are all about. People you know and trust with over 100 years of combined experience in the animal health industry. From the heart of Texas to the Red River, they are there to service you with that personal feel and products you know and trust. Stop by and see Ashley at their Martin location or give them a call to set you up and keep your animals in the game at 254-883-5500. It's Agritech Animal Health. BloodFest 2023 is coming to the Riesel Lions Club Fairgrounds. Friday and Saturday, May 5th and 6th, some of the fastest mud tractors on the planet, mega truck racing, and UTV side-by-side racing. All sure to impress, plus a tough truck contest. It's the McLennan County MudFest, May 5th and 6th, presented by Alan Samuels Dodge Jeep Brown. Gates open at 6, show starts at 7 at the Riesel Lions Club Fairgrounds. Tickets are $20 for adults, $10 for kids 5 to 12, 4 and under are free. BYOB with a $10 cooler. Cans only. Seam is limited, so bring a lawn chair. And special thanks to RDO Equipment. This is ESPN Central Texas. 
In Cummins Bank wants you to be the first to know about our newest rewards checking account, Mars Rewards. Mars Rewards goes beyond any other debit card-based rewards program by giving you exponential earning potential. We even reward you when your referred friends open a Mars Rewards account and use their debit card. Open your Mars Reward checking account, use your debit card, and get paid. Visit InCommonsBank.com Mars to view complete account requirements and open your free Mars Rewards checking account today. InCommons Bank, member FDIC. There are lots of reasons to own a golf car. Get around the neighborhood, cruising the lake at campground. Perfect for light duty on the farm or work site. And you can't run a festival without a golf cart. Oh yeah, and golf cars are pretty great for playing golf too. There's lots of reasons to own a golf cart, but only one best place to buy one. Mission Golf Cars in Waco off Highway 6 at Bagby has the largest selection of easy-go golf cars for sale, rent, lease, or repairs in Central Texas. Check us out online at missiongolfcars.com. And remember, at Mission Golf Cars, quality always comes standard. This season, more teams than ever are coming to Globe Life Field. Starting Monday, May 15th, Marcus Simeon, Adolis Garcia, and the Rangers welcome Ronald Acuna, Austin Riley, and the Atlanta Braves. The only time this season the Braves will be at the ballpark. Join us for this thrilling matchup and take advantage of weeknight specials like Coca-Cola Family Fun Tuesdays and Texas Chili Company Dollar Hot Dog Night. Make your plans at Rangers.com. There are times when you need a good doctor, and there are times when you need a good lawyer. But sometimes what you need more than anything else is a really good mechanic. Hi, I'm Jesse. Let's take a look. Any make, any model, Jesse Britt Automotive is your one-stop shop for automotive service. Air conditioning, transmission, brakes, tune-ups and tires. Ask about Jesse Britt's famous $49.99 wheel alignment special. Just $49.99 for any wheel up to 22 inches. Good to go. From the Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank, with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Hellberg Barbecue, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Myatt Fuels, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, Versalift Southwest, Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. I just Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show. And uh, joined now by Kyle Yeomans from the Dallas Cowboys. And, uh, Kyle, I hope you've had time to recover three straight days <laughs> of draft. I hope you uh, – oh, my gosh, we've got, we've got music for you. Jeez, that was – we got very dramatic there. Kyle, did you, uh, uh, did you hear all those uh, sponsors? I just thought those would bring back memories for a native son of, uh, of, of McLennan County in Waco to hear – Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, yep. one of the great sandwiches in all of America. Does that kind of bring a, a smile to you when you hear all those wonderful uh, places dotted across Central Texas? Man, you're so right. Because, I mean, I spent my first 18 years of life in, in Waco, went to Midway, graduated from Midway. And still, I mean, my family lives in the area. I'm sure a couple of them probably listening at the moment. But, yeah. Uh, always a soft spot, a soft spot for Waco, which was cool to see a couple of 
Waco natives go in this year's draft too, and, and really get to the next level. So yeah, glad to, to be on with you. And, and I have gotten a little bit of rest, but I also get married on Sunday. So uh, it's very <laughs> oh short lived rest between <laughs> draft weekend this past weekend and then heading into the wedding this weekend. Man, congratulations on that. My gosh, that is a big weekend. <laughs> Getting married on uh, Sunday. Man, I tell you, I'll try to think of I have any good advice for you. I'm, 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 yeah, but that's exciting. I'm very, very thrilled for you. And, uh, yeah, I think I've seen photos of you guys, probably engagement mm-hmm. photos. And just in my mind, you guys were already married. So great, man. That's, that is uh, that is exciting. So you had to take a break from wedding plans and final, final, you know, finalizing things to do the draft. And, boy, you all did it wall to wall. In fact, mm-hmm. I was listening even in the seventh round. There was something – Y'all had to get to, and like you were like, I'm hoping we get the seventh pick in at the last minute of the coverage the other day. And I was trying to figure out why you had to, why you had to like stop the coverage or something. But I got to ask you on those first, on those last, starting with the fourth round, any of those picks, the, the Vaughn thing we'll talk about. Now that was mm-hmm. heartwarming stuff. But let's leave him aside. Any of these other picks that were guy that were you kind of pumped your fist a little bit uh like i love that kind of last you know third day type pick and and by the way feel free to say if you were kind of scratching your head on all of those picks yeah no there were a couple of names in there that i think were were curveballs that most notably the last pick the south carolina receiver uh i thought was a a little bit out of left field for us and and we hadn't really seen him specifically but uh, certainly excited to see what he can bring to the table. I think that was really the case of, of throwing a flyer on a guy like Jalen Brooks and, and putting him out there uh, because they didn't want to fight for him in, in undrafted free agency. But uh, two two names that I, I definitely did pump my fist for a little bit. The first one was the, the fourth-round pick in Junior Fehoko, Viliame Fehoko from South – or excuse me, San Jose State, he has some inside-outside flex on the defensive line. He's cousins with Vita Vea, who's, of course, the star defensive tackle for Tampa Bay. His tape is electric. He was the defensive uh, lineman of the year in the Mountain West. It really showed that he can play three technique. He can rush the passer off the edge. He's got some some juice to him. And I, I pumped my fist a little bit because I talked with Dan Quinn last week about Fehoko. And the defensive coordinator told me, he said, I don't know if we're going to pick him. I don't know where we would pick him. Uh, but I, I just really believe that he's going to be a next-level player at the NFL. He thinks he's going to be an impact player, and I think he was very excited. Uh, and I haven't gotten a chance to talk to Dan since the pick, but I, I'm sure he's just over the moon about what Fehoko can bring to the table. Uh, outside of the Vaughn pick, I think Eric Scott, the corner from, from Southern Miss, uh, is really exciting because they they had their eyes on him from the get-go. But I think the best value of the day was going and getting Awesome Richards uh, in the in the fifth round and, and being able to make that selection. The North Carolina Tar Heel, the offensive tackle who will probably slide inside and play some guard. You talk about somebody that's only 21 years old, 22 years old, very young in the grand scheme of things, but he had 1,500 snaps and only three sacks allowed at the collegiate level, playing against good competition in the ACC, Power 5 competition as well. And I really like the strength, the length, 
what they got with him, I had him as my 106th player. So the fact that they got him where they did, I think was just phenomenal value and something that uh, the Cowboys hit a home run on. That would probably be the best value pick, but I think both Richards and then Fehoko are going to be impact players at some point, even as soon as their rookie season. Wow, that's interesting. Richards could step in. They need a left guard. There's mm-hmm. talk over the over the you know that maybe Tyler Smith would play inside there um, at, at, and move inside and play left guard at the start of the season. They'd love to keep him at tackle. It is interesting because some of those players that we're talking about as possibly developing type players that they've drafted in the past, I don't think I, – I, mean, I have a hard time buying it when they say, oh, yeah, well, let's go, and whoever the other guy is, ball. Yeah, they're coming along great. Mm-hmm. I don't get that sense, Kyle, that, that, oh, yeah, those guys are some one of those players is ready to step in and play. So I do think trying to create depth on the O-line is a major thing because it was nice when they had a, a great young swing tackle in Terrence. But, boy, you need you, you know, you need these guys to be starters now. So I, yeah. I would say that's the. That might be the biggest area of concern uh, after having a really nice offseason, still that O-line. Do you feel that same way? Yeah, I I do to a certain extent. I think you have a good problem right now is is the fact that you have three gentlemen that you feel comfortable with starting at tackle. Uh, You have Tyler Smith, Tyron Smith, and Terrence Steele. The problem is you, you haven't had any sort of luck the last three seasons since Mike McCarthy has been here there has been some sort of revolving door on the offensive line in 2020 it was multiple names going down and you had to fill in the gaps where need be 2021 was probably where you had the best success in terms of health up front but even then Connor Williams missed a couple of games you had to kind of fill in for Tyler Biotis toward the end of the season uh and and even Uh, Terrence Steele, of course, in 2022 with Tyron Smith both going down, you really had to to shift things on the offensive line. So I think for the most part, there is a concern on depth. And you mentioned Matt Willetsko. They are excited about him coming back from injury and and heading into year number two. I think there's a lot of growth that has been had there behind the scenes that Cowboys fans haven't had a chance to look at yet and probably won't uh, until we get to OTAs and we get into training camp. That'll probably be the first step of the process of seeing Matt Willetsko earn some snaps, uh, whether it be on the outside or the inside. Uh, but I think you're you're warranted in wanting depth because Josh Ball hasn't shown it. Uh, you don't know what you have with Chumo Idoga, the, the guard that they went out and signed this offseason. You don't know what you have with this rookie class with Awesome Richards coming in, and you're hoping that he turns into something. But again, he's a day three pickup, so – the depth, at least on paper, doesn't look great, but they do feel better about it now getting a guy with the value that Richards brings later in the draft, and then I think they can kind of start plugging some holes and filling in the guys they feel comfortable with, but also doing it in a smart way to where they can stay healthy throughout the remainder of the year. Kyle Yeoman's days away from getting married, joining the Matt Mosley <laughs> Show, ESPN Central Texas. I'm glad I didn't text you on your honeymoon or something. I would have been very upset had you I actually would have responded. The phone anyways, for you, Matt. <laughs> Don't worry, I would have answered. That's, that's very kind. Dallas Cowboys uh, TV host and reporter, and of course a native son from right down the road at uh, Midway. I won't ask you about the depth on the Midway, although they lost one of their coaches. You see that the uh, 
defense coordinator uh, ends up over at mm-hmm. university, uh, will be I the university head coach. Yeah, so that'll be kind of interesting to see how that plays out. Okay, on the Cowboys, I wanted to get your take on this tight end. Luke Schoonmaker, mm-hmm. some people love him. Some people, you know, he didn't have a ton of production, didn't have a ton of numbers. And so some people see him, hey, this is going to be a developing type player. Dalton Kincaid gets picked a few picks before and of course he put up incredible production and I remember in one of those bowl games or something or maybe it was the Pac-12 championship game. I don't know. He got targeted like 19 times, right? And had like 16 or 17 catches. So I was excited about him to a certain extent. And then this Michael uh, Mayer out of Notre Dame gets taken about three picks after Schoonmaker. Where were you on mm-hmm. the tight end? Were you fine with that pick? Were you a little surprised? Were you more of a, a Meyer person than Schoonmaker? Mm-hmm. Where did you fall on that? So uh, I had the, this was the order of the guys that I had ranked that went before the Cowboys picked at 58. It was, it was Dalton Kincaid who went at 25th overall to Buffalo. Buffalo actually jumped Dallas thinking that Dallas would have taken Dalton yeah. Kincaid with their 26th pick, but uh, that was not on the table. Mozzie Smith was going to be the selection. They had a conversation about maybe taking Matthew Bergeron, the offensive lineman from Syracuse, but they went with Mozzie Smith at 26. Kincaid wasn't on the board in terms of that specific selection. But then they felt good about where their board lied going into day two. They had Sam Laporta, who was their top tight end, followed by Michael Mayer, both still available. And neither one of those guys made it anywhere close to the 58th overall pick. So yeah. I think fans, for the most part, were frustrated because it looked like it was a panic selection. Uh, we needed a tight end. Go get a tight end. And they finally found one with Schoonmaker. But that's not the case. They, they have a lot of confidence here. And I actually talked with Linda Wells uh, on Saturday about the selection. And he said, man, I'm excited about what he brings because he is a mauler. He wants that physicality. He wants to go up and hit somebody. He wants to pave the way for a team – that likes to run the football. And what has Mike McCarthy said all off season long about his strategy in this team? He wants to run the ball. And, and so this is a good step in the right direction of doing that. Now is, are there areas of his game that could see a step up? Absolutely. But Dallas felt like there was a steep drop off after Luke Schoonmaker in this tight end class. They didn't feel as comfortable waiting until the third round addressing a need because they do have two young tight ends. They, have confidence in with Jake Ferguson, who they took in the fourth last year. And then Peyton Hendershot, who they signed as an undrafted free agent last year. They like both of those tight ends. They needed somebody to come in and step up. That would be a step above those guys. And they believe Schoonmaker can be that as early as 2023. And I, I believe them in that case, because if you would have told me where those guys rank between 2022's draft class and 2023, I would have had Schoonmaker above both of those guys. He's a good pick and a value at 58 that I I think Cowboys nation just has to get used to before they really dive in on the player. Yeah. And he played behind some pretty good players. One of those guys I recognize Mm -hmm. maybe on the Cowboys roster uh, at, uh, at, at Michigan. So you have to kind of keep that in mind. Now Mm -hmm. with the third pick, uh, the the third round for the the, uh, Cowboys overshown is uh a player that a lot of people know from the University of Texas. I think the knock on him yeah. is that that Sam linebacker spot might not be quite big enough. Um, can he hold up to the – I mean, he was a playmaker. 
And, I mean, I, mm-hmm. the, Lewis Riddick on TV got so excited over that pick. I mean, he was just yeah. really ecstatic over that pick. But for, for the at first, I mean, is he a guy you see as being more of like a special teams at first, trying to work him in, or is this also an immediate, like, a uh, you know, an, an impact player, uh, you think, is that how they view him? I think he will play special teams just because of the build. I mean, he's six foot three, two hundred and thirty pounds. So having him and his length and his speed running down field, I think, will be really exciting for John Fossil and that special teams unit. But I do believe he rotates in. Now, is he going to start above Leighton Vanderesh and, and Damone Clark? Probably not. He'll be used in certain formations. He'll be used in certain schemes and situations, just because of how much he is a Dan Quinn guy. I think I'm I'm more excited about Overshone's selection than maybe any other in the entire draft class because mm. when I, I first watched him and I tapped him as one of my early pet cats is what we like to call it in the draft world. Somebody that you just you feel like would fit. You feel like even though other people might not be as high on him, you just think he's going to work out. And, and that was him for me because of what Dan Quinn has done with players of his body type and with his skill set speed, length, agility. He's got all three of those. And also not to mention, he started his collegiate career as a safety. So he has the coverage ability, but then you have, you have a body that looks like an edge rusher. It, the biggest question I think for a lot of teams is where do you put him? Where does he fit? Because he, he doesn't really look like a linebacker. He looks like an edge rusher, but he covers like a safety. So where do you fill him in? But who better to to find a spot for him specifically than Dan Quinn, who has done it with guys like Micah Parsons, and he's done it with J. Ron Curse, and he's found a rhythm for with for, with both of those guys. I think Demarvion Overshone is is kind of a mix in between. So while he may not be an impact player in, initially, I think he'll be in the rotation, and then they will utilize him quite a bit on the special team side of things. I think this is a fun pick, and I think another opportunity for Dan Quinn to really mold a player into a skill set that he believes he can get to. Is this Jerry's grandson where Jerry brought him up, said they were like locker buddies or something at University of Texas? <laughs> Paxton yep, Anderson. Yep. There Paxton there was Anderson. some there was some concern out there that Jerry was leaning too much on the on the grandkids. And of course then then later in the draft the uh, someone from their scouting department they took his son, mm-hmm. uh which ended up being a really neat moment and uh I think even before they took him, the thought of Deuce Vaughn, I don't know if he's 5'5", five, 5'6", five, five, whatever he measured it, you might know mm-hmm. because you five, follow five. all the 5'5". Five, five. Yep. I mean, that is that is tiny, but mm-hmm. we've seen these tiny guys, like Sproles is the one we always go back to uh, yep. originally because he was so great from K-State. This guy was at K-State. We just know how incredibly productive he was. Who was the guy at, at, at OU? You know, several years, Quentin Griffin's who I'm thinking about. Yep. And he would just kind uh-huh. of bunker down and hide behind offensive linemen and just bounce out there and was incredibly productive. Um, is Deuce Vaughn's best chance of making this team? I mean, they already have that young, you know, the uh, return guy they got from the USFL. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. What do you what do you think about Deuce's future? How do you how do you see him uh, best having a best shot at making the team? I, I think he's got to find a rhythm in terms of special teams early on because he is a six-round pick, and there are some physical limitations to his game. But for anybody that's out there thinking that, 
the Cowboys got soft on, on Deuce Vaughn. Uh, that's not the case. I mean, this was a guy, I had a fifth round grade on Deuce. Uh, and, and it was even beforehand, before even seeing who he was related to. I remember I went to AT&T stadium, K-State played their season opener in 2021 against the Stanford Cardinal at AT&T. I went to that game just as a fan. We got some tickets from from the the organization. They said, have have fun, go after it. I, I love college football, so I will always take a chance to go at it. But I went to that game, and I kept looking up and seeing number 22 making plays. And I was like, who is this cat? No pun intended with him being an actual K-State Wildcat. Yeah. But who is this guy? And all of a sudden, I'm like, wow, he's a draft prospect for next year. Let me go watch some more tape. And, man, he was one of my favorite film studies to watch. And then, of course, going into his final year, that was when I learned that he was related to Chris Vaughn. And Chris, he is so well-respected among Cowboys, employees, media, really the entire scouting world. He is, he is top of the top. He is the salt of the earth, one of the best guys you'll ever meet. So the fact that they kind of both – he he has the on-field production. He led the FBS in all-purpose yards last year. Uh, and then you also talk about the intangibles that he picks up from a coach and a scout as his dad, who's just one of the best people you, you meet. You know it's a home run pick. And, and the Cowboys got around to their sixth round, and it, it just so worked out that they missed out on other running back prospects. They talked about the Devon A. Chains. They talked about Roshan Johnson. They talked about uh, maybe even a Chris Rodriguez from Kentucky, but it, it, they never got to the point where they could take one of the running backs they really liked. So what happened? They 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 let they let Chris Vaughn leave the room, and they talked about it. They said, "Is this a legitimate possibility?" And they, I think it was a resounding yes. Let's do it. Let's turn in the card. Let's get a playmaker and find a way to utilize him on offense while also seeing him play an impact on special teams. Now. The training camp's going to be important because it will be a battle, and that's going to be one of the highlighted battles, I think, between Cavante Turpin and uh, Deuce Vaughn because there's only so many spots on the roster for guys like that. Whoever comes out of training camp and Oxnard with a, a better couple of weeks might be who's on your roster heading into 2023. All right, pass along for me if you would. Uh, I don't know how often you see this Aisha Morrison, but that was good, man. She mm-hmm. she brought great info and really kept uh, brought us on his on his feet there. And sure. and uh, I I like uh, boy liked her work a lot, and I was very impressed. So please pass that along and uh, and tell Bill Jones as y'all continue to produce things together that mm-hmm. Lake Highlands has an opening now at head coach uh, based on some news that happened the other day with our AD head coach at Lake Highlands and that. Uh, we're eyeing South Lake Carroll candidates, okay? Just tell Ooh. him we may uh, – just He's to scare not him. Like I, that very much. No, I'm not – I don't even know if that's true at all. I, I just want to scare <laughs> him a little bit. Okay, because he's, of course, yeah, always looking for any Southlake Carroll connection or anything in in all his uh, commentary. Oh, uh, man. Yeah, he comes on with us quite a bit. I'm going to tell him that heading into our show on Friday. We're filming on Friday this week. I'm going to tell him that, and he's going to – and I'm going to put it on Twitter, and I'm going to tag you. Just off of his reaction, I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to, I'm going to film the whole thing. I'm going to be like, hey, do you hear Riley Dodge is uh, is talking with, with Lake Highlands at possibly being their head coach? Just see what he says. 
and then, and then I'll tag you on the on Twitter. Off uh, I know that somebody you know people will take that seriously though. We'll get in trouble or something, but yeah, that would be that would be very funny. But uh, well, listen. It, and by the way, that's uh, the guy going over to Highland Park was a former uh, Central Texas guy. Uh, yeah, he in, was. Uh, in Lonnie, yeah, and uh, and so it, Lonnie Jordan, of course. So it go, it comes full circle. All right, well, listen, congratulations, best wishes, very exciting about your upcoming nuptials, and uh, hope that goes incredibly well. Friday seems like a little too close to your wedding to be doing a show <laughs> with Bill. I think I'd let Bill handle that. You focus on the wedding, but uh, you all have a tremendous weekend, and I really appreciate you being on. Yeah, of course. Anytime you ever need me, always love talking to Central Texas and talking with you, Matt. Appreciate you as always. There he goes, Kyle Yeomans from Midway High School and now with the Dallas Cowboys. Good to have him on and uh, to get to uh, visit with him about all these Cowboys picks. He's higher. Yeah, he had some that he was a little uh, curious about kind of like we were, and uh, interesting to hear his take, though, on Deuce Vaughn, a fifth-round grade he had on him. Deuce Vaughn goes in the sixth round, measured at five foot five. But I promise you, he's – I mean, if you're incredibly productive on the team that won the Big 12 football championship and you're the best player, maybe arguably the best player on the whole team, I think you can be productive at the NFL level, and the Cowboys will hopefully kind of have a plan for him. What I hope they don't do is one of these jet sweep type specialists. Sometimes they get it in their mind. They're going to use somebody at jet sweep. This is a guy that needs to be put out in space, catch the ball out of the backfield, go look at old film of how Darren Sproles was used for the Chargers, and then go with that. This is who Deuce Vaughn needs to be. Kyle Yeomans from Dallas Cowboys TV. All right, it's Matt Mosley's show. ESPN Central Texas. Let's take a peek at these Rangers. They um, they were able to right the ship after going through quite a lull and bounce back with some nice wins against the Yankees and are now back in first place. The only scary thing is Astros getting healthy. Everybody's coming back for the Houston Astros. We'll talk a little baseball with you. We'll do it next. It's time now for the Baylor Sports Beat on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Now, here's the voice of the Bears. Everybody, it's time to check Baylor Athletics on the Monday. Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, we'll wrap up the weekend at Baylor Athletics, including acrobatics and tumbling, winning another national championship. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Oh, her first word. Mama. Then, before I knew it. Mom! Soccer practice, art club, driver's ed, dating, graduation, five years of college. Mom, this is Ted. Wedding bells and suddenly. Life fast forwards. Keep up with Texas Farm Bureau insurance and protection that changes with your auto, home, and life needs. It's the right coverage for any moment. Because moments worth covering are never accidents. Get a free review of your current policy. Call 877-FARM-BUREAU. Discounts may vary by situation. If you like the Baylor gear John's wearing, check it out at the Baylor Bookstore or 24-7 online at BaylorShop.com. 
Looking for power, performance, adventure, or luxury? We've got it all at Allen Samuels Dodge Jeep in Waco. Shop the greatest selection of brand new inventory in Central Texas during the Memorial Day sales event and get amazing deals on Ram trucks, Jeep, SUVs, Chrysler, sedans, and minivans, or a sporty Dodge all month long. Browse online and get pre-approved with no impact to your credit score or come in and find the vehicle that's right for you today. Hurry in to the Memorial Day sales event going on now at Allen Samuels in Waco. Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. The Baylor Athletics Weekend highlighted by Coach Felicia Mulkey in Baylor Acrobatics and Tumbling, winning their eighth consecutive NCATA National Championship. Baylor knocked off longtime rival Oregon by more than 10 points in the championship meet on Saturday evening from West Liberty, West Virginia, after the match, head coach Felicia Mulkey asked, what makes this year's team special? Oh, you're going to make me cry. <laughs> um, every year is a different story. And I could tell you, and I won't because we don't have time, but I could tell you the story of every national championship and what each team went through in their journey and what it meant and how they had to come together. And this year was just special. This is a special team. Very, uh, a lot of strong leadership at the top. Um, and we, you know, we don't allow a culture, we create the culture on our team. So um, that will always be that way. But it's so helpful when you have strong leadership at the top who lead with humility and with grace, um, speak up if they need to, and they also know how to follow. And that's what's really, really special about this program is uh, you hear a lot of names a lot of times. You hear Cam Kitchens, you hear Emily Tobin, you hear Bailey, you, you hear Riley and Jordan. Um, you don't see that in our practices. Everybody is the same. They support each other the same. Um, so I could go through my story, but you'll have to read my book, Don. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Felicia Mulkey and Baylor Acrobatics and Tumbling, their eighth consecutive NCATA National Championship. On Sunday, Baylor then won five individual national titles. Also from the weekend, Baylor baseball drops three at home to West Virginia. Back in action tomorrow night on the road at Abilene Christian. And Baylor softball drops two of three on the road in Ames to Iowa State. They'll close the regular season with a split series against Texas this weekend. Games Friday in Austin, Saturday and Sunday in Waco. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. The source for Baylor Athletic News and Information, ESPN Central Texas. Hey, Russ, I heard you're working for Waco Realtors, the Eastland Group. I sure do, and we have two locations, Waco and China Spring. I hear you're joining Home for Heroes. Yes, I'm joining a national organization called Homes for Heroes, where all firefighters, healthcare professionals, law enforcement, military or veterans, and teachers qualify for this awesome program. How can people find out about this program? Well, they can call me at 512-417-9772. Weikert Realtors are your real estate experts. Cool. Uncle Worm Smokehouse Texas Cuisine is not just a food truck anymore. They now have a restaurant in the Old Red Barn in Bosqueville. Enjoy their special unique dishes like Mac Daddy brisket mac and cheese, meatballs, plus the best ribeye steaks in town, featuring a full bar with unique cocktails. Ladies bring two or more friends for ladies' night every Wednesday night and get 10% off. Karaoke Thursday nights and famous catering for any event. Open Tuesday through Saturday, Uncle Worm Smokehouse Texas Cuisine, located on 19th Street in Bosqueville. 
It's Genco's 70-year Platinum Auto event. Now's the time to go platinum at Genco, where we've been saving members money by paying less for their cars, lowering their interest rates, and reducing their payments. Refinance now and receive a rate as low as 5.09% for 48 months. Then skip your payments for 70 days. Apply online and get an additional rate discount of 0.15%. Go platinum. 70 days, no pay platinum. Subject to credit approval, membership eligibility, and loan policy. For more information, go to GencoFCU.org, member NCUA. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. This season, more teams than ever are coming to Globe Life Field. Starting Monday, May 15th, Marcus Simeon, Adolis Garcia, and the Rangers welcome Ronald Acuna, Austin Riley, and the Atlanta Braves. The only time this season the Braves will be at the ballpark. Join us for this thrilling matchup and take advantage of weeknight specials like Coca-Cola Family Fun Tuesdays and Texas Chili Company Dollar Hot Dog Night. Make your plans at ranges.com. Everson Tractors has provided you with affordable and reliable top-of-the-line Branson tractors for over 30 years. And they're excited to announce that Branson has now teamed up with Time to combine their forces. Everson's commitment to exceptional service, outstanding value, and innovative machinery is now bigger, stronger, and better. If you're a full-time rancher or weekend warrior, come see the all-new lineup of Time Tractors today at the locally owned and operated Everson Tractors in Robinson, where service is their name. In my podcast, Your Money in a Cup of Joe, we talk money management, investments, and retirement in a Q&A style format, helping break down complicated topics. I'm Joe Kalea with Kalea Wealth Management. Look for Your Money in a Cup of Joe on Apple and Spotify. Kalea Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. Uh, Matt Mosley show ESPN Central Texas riding through a Monday been pretty active out there in terms of uh, portal news today most some of the uh, some of the SEC now going in and raiding some of these rosters in fact SMU's doing the same thing out of the uh, but in taking some of its uh, neighbors players uh, especially tough day over for North Texas, which in the past uh, 24 to 48 hours has lost three starters, especially with a new coach and a new program. Uh, it's just not fun to lose great players, and uh, one of them has ended up over at uh, SMU. Um, Rangers have gotten it going again a little bit and uh, uh, took two, took three or four from the Yankees after being swept by the Reds. And, I mean, what a great, great bounce back because they lost the first one to the Yankees to have a four-game losing streak, and then they've rallied and are now 17-11. and 11. And Yankees sent, um, well, it was uh, Cortez out there yesterday afternoon, and he just got lit up. Josh Young hit a first-inning grand slam against Nestor Cortez. And then Nathaniel Lowe and, and uh, Adolis uh, Garcia added home runs off the all-star pitcher. Uh, Rangers end up with a 15-2 to win. 
I was monitoring that and the Sacramento um, the Sacramento Golden State game, Aaron, from a backyard uh, concert. There was a guy that was in uh, oh, Waylon Jennings' son, Shooter Jennings' band. There was a blues guitarist. And then there was so, like a folk singer who people would know. And now I don't have his name in front of me now. But anyway, all three of them were performing in a backyard concert and, and uh, really enjoyed the heck out of it. Just sat out there. Somebody had some, some of the neighborhood folks made some brisket. It was a quite a, quite a scene and a gorgeous day for it. And, uh, and sat out there and really enjoyed that. Young became the first third baseman since 2016 to hit a grand slam. Um, that's, uh, the Adrian Beltre did it back then. Rangers rookie now has six home runs on the season and is second on the team with 20 RBI. Garcia leads the Rangers with 29 and, um, and Marcus Simeon has 23. Now the key is going to be, you know, while this DeGrom situation unfolds, how can they, Hold up. Do they have enough pitching depth? DeGrom at times has been dominating. But it seems like every time he goes out, it's something. Oh, my forearm's hurt. Oh, man, we've got my rib cage. I'm hurting here. I'm hurting there. They need to give him some time. The Rangers also had the help of uh, Aaron Judge missing his third straight game with a mild hip strain. Joining uh, Giancarlo Stanton, uh, Harrison Bader, and third baseman Josh Donaldson on uh, in in not being on the field for these games. In New York, has totaled eight runs during its last six losses. Nice job, Yankees. Nice job. Um, Lowe and Garcia homered yesterday in a three-pitch span uh, of the fifth inning. And um, this was after Cortez actually got Young out. And then, uh, um, and then the first batter. Let's see. Oh, the first batter when they brought in uh, uh, former Ranger Abreu, Albert Abreu. That's when uh, that's when jo- Jonah Heim took him deep, and uh, he's hitting the ball extremely well. I mean, Aaron, this is pretty amazing to watch because we're used to the Rangers when they run into their pitching staff or some bullpen trouble. Just going in the tank, and I and I smelled, I thought it was coming, and it just hasn't. They've either been able to hit it. They got Martin Perez going out there, getting all sorts of run support and doing his job. Um, I I just think, I I think what what they're doing right now is kind of remarkable. They have a two game lead over the Astros now. The Astros are getting everybody back. And um, the little man, I mean, it, it, the, the whole gang is, is on the way back. And, and so this is going to be, it'll be interesting to see how they respond and if the Rangers can hold them off for a while. I don't think they can hold them off forever. I still think the Rangers' best hopes of postseason play is a wild card. But for now, why not just try to keep this division lead? It is a remarkable start. And Rangers with a 17-11 record and then over on the National League, the Pirates with an incredible record. Two of the most remarkable stories in Major League Baseball right now. Um, I, 
I, I what Young is doing though is impressive because, like, in the bottom, he had the bases loaded in the bottom of the sixth inning. Okay, in this game yesterday, um, wanted to go for it. Instead, he worked a seven-pitch, two-out walk to score Robbie Grossman and give the Rangers a nine-run lead. I mean, you're up there with the bases loaded. Young's thinking, and he even admitted it, second grand slam. Let's go with two grand slams in a game. I'm slugging like crazy. And he said, no, his quote was, but I was like, oh, don't overswing. Just stick with your approach. Aaron, I mean, that's that's good. For a young, for a rookie to be up there thinking through that, and and this is this is crazy for the Rangers. Generally, they get first rounders, never to be heard from again. They've had a horrible track record with their first round picks. Again, they'll go and they'll develop guys and they'll sign people uh, from from over, you know, from from Latin America, and they do fine. But as far as some of their first round picks over the years, it's been dicey, and so for for to see them getting all sorts of production out of Josh Young is a huge story. I mean, we, I mean, it's just one that we've got to celebrate right now. Uh, you're, you're talking about working a pitcher and knocking a pitcher out of the game who was a 2022 All-Star, talking about Cortez. Um, Young said of it, Nestor is a really good pitcher, and it felt like we kind of suffocated him. If we can do that day in and day out, that's like October baseball stuff. Truly, one through nine, it was a great night for us. Dang. Aaron, you got you got a rookie up there talking about October baseball stuff. I mean, this is this is really kind of crazy. Um and just and then watching it, and then the fact that they're doing this with Seeger out, waiting for him to come back. They're not having to rush him at all. And this is what Bochi had to say about it. These guys do a great job of sticking with the plan that they go through, showing some patience up there, and passing it off. If they don't get a pitch or a strike, they give it to the next guy. Really, that's what works. And then somebody comes through for you. All right, Young ends up going two for four, three runs scored, five RBI, two extra base hits. Um and this is his six home runs and 21 RBI are the most ever by a Rangers rookie before the end of April. Now we're out of April, but before that, of course, yesterday was before the end of April. Um, raising his batting average now to 270. Garcia and David Murphy, Baylor's own, previously held the uh, the record for that. I mean that is really uh that is really remarkable stuff that they that he is already performing at this kind of level and what the pitching staff seems to be doing right now is eating innings not putting pressure on the bullpen and and making it not seem as dire that Jacob deGrom had the early exit the other day. Uh I I I just thought it was uh I thought it was an incredible bounce back and I thought Evaldi set the tone, Aaron, and and uh, and then it's just the team kind of fall fell behind. You know, they were able to to go behind. I saw the same thing over in the National League. The uh, the 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 Pirates the other night had a 
had a la- you know just a horrible breakdown of the bullpen, and they lose one of those gut wrenching games where they had a lead and they lost eight to seven, and everybody's down and everybody's just really sad in the locker room, uh, in the clubhouse. And McCutcheon walks in, the old grizzled veteran who used to be the star there and now has come back on a veteran contract and just gave this speech and said, hey, we're fine. Look at our record. I mean, this is fine. You guys need to get your heads up. This is not something. And they came back out, won the next couple of days, and they've sort of continued on with this kind of uh, amazing role uh, that they've been on. Aaron, two things are happening. I'm hearing the common fan, maybe even Rangers fans that have lost interest but are coming back to it, especially those that have gone out to see them play in person, they are shocked by how quick these games are going. Aaron, you and I, I would say at the before the season, just sort of were kind of like indifferent would be the right word, I think, toward the pitch clock. Like, whatever. I mean, I don't think it's going to make that big of a difference. It has. It's made an enormous difference. It's made me think, how in the world did we wait until 2023 to do this? When you can almost ensure a game is shorter by 20 to 30 minutes, how have you not done this in advance? I mean, it's like the kids are still in school. You can actually take them to a game at 7 o'clock first pitch, and you can be home and have a chance to be home by 9.30 or 10 o'clock. That was unheard of. Your best case scenario, if you actually stay, stayed for a whole game, was to be home by 10.30 to 11. Conti- you know, and especially if you're from Central Texas and you go to a Rangers game, you were, were going to be home at midnight. There was no way you were going to be able to take a kid on a school night and go to a game. And school nights are important to take kids to games because that's when some of the best deals happen. That's when t- families can afford it more than on the weekends when the prices are higher. So, Aaron, I would say good things all around for the Rangers. And did I hear on one of these promos, Aaron? I've been talking about the Rangers. I cannot. I can honestly say I don't always look to see, oh, my gosh, who do they have coming up? Did I hear the Braves are coming to town soon? I will have to look at the schedule. <laughs> okay, okay. You're the same boat I am. <laughs> I, led, I led you right into it. Um, okay, Diamondbacks. Um, in town next. I just heard one of those. Uh, I guess they're just promoting the huge thing with. Oh, the Braves come in. All right, May fifteenth. Okay, Monday, May fifteenth, and they go to uh, May that, that free game set. And I think just because the Braves have been so good, they are highly, highly promoting that series but i gotta say i'm kind of i'm kind of excited i mean even with the diamondbacks coming in um for a for a quick little deal here well tomorrow and wednesday here in that wednesday game by the way that's a 105 game that's a 105 day game before the rangers uh have a day off and then they'll be out uh to play the angels on may 5th for a three game old west coast swing where they play the angels the Mariners, and the Athletics. Boy, that's going to be really important as they go out there and go back-to-back-to-back with that West Coast swing, and then they'll finally come back and play the Braves Monday, May 15th. All right, we have the uh, dismount. we got to say goodnight to you. 
That is next. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. SoCal Speed Shop in downtown Waco is Waco's newest speed shop. Looking for hot rod parts? SoCal Speed Shop in Waco has unbeatable prices. Check out their showroom located at 321 6th Street, just two minutes away from the silos. You'll find t-shirts, memorabilia, collectible decals, and more. SoCal Speed Shop in Waco, a retail merchandise and speed shop for anyone who wants to go fast and look good doing it. SoCal Speed Shop in downtown Waco. Stop by or check them out online at SoCalWaco.com. What do you think a wealth manager's most important quality should be? I'm Joe Kaleo of the Kaleo Wealth Management Group. Wealth managers rely on knowledge to make decisions, but responsible wealth managers need to be guided by integrity. I've believed that for more than 25 years. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. There are lots of reasons to own a golf car. Get around the neighborhood, cruising the lake at campground, perfect for light duty on the farm or work site. And you can't run a festival without a golf cart. Oh, yeah, and golf cars are pretty great for playing golf, too. There's lots of reasons to own a golf cart, but only one best place to buy one. Mission Golf Cars in Waco off Highway 6 at Bagby has the largest selection of easy-go golf cars for sale, rent, lease, or repairs in Central Texas. Check us out online at missiongolfcars.com. And remember, at Mission Golf Cars, quality always comes standard. Stay close. The Dismount with Matt Mosley is coming up on ESPN Central Texas. Central Texas now has an exciting new store where customers will enjoy a boutique-style setting for men's clothing. Welcome to Sterling Clothing Company. There, you'll find men's dressy casual clothing, good for every day at the office or perhaps dinner that night. But also shorts, swimwear, athletic wear, and shoes for the pool or attending the game. Sterling Clothing Company features brand names not usually found at other Central Texas stores, including Onward Reserve, Johnny O, Turtleson, 34 Heritage, Seven Diamonds, and Two Under Underwear. This store has one-of-a-kind clothing for all ages. Locally owned and operated, Sterling Clothing Company, 2012 North Valley Mills Drive, Waco, and at sterlingclothingco.com and on Facebook and Instagram. Open Tuesday through Saturday, 10 to 6, and Sunday, noon till 5. It's time now for the Dismount on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. What is the... uh... The dismount. We got to say good night, and a um, couple of uh, items we need to hit here. Uh, Joel M. Embiid has had some kind of sprain. Uh, it's LCL, I believe, and he has been ruled out for tonight's game, which starts in about 40 minutes against the uh, against the Boston Celtics. So Boston needs to take advantage of that. Obviously, Embiid, 
the best player for the Sixers. And uh, But there is hope, uh, renewed optimism, that he will be ready for game two. So they're trying to get him fully ready to go, and then they're hoping to get him out there for uh, game two. This is not like somebody recently sat out, and I just really hated it. it to me, it felt kind of like load management during the playoffs. I believe it was Kawhi. And as great as he is, man, some of his medical stuff, you just got to wonder about. Um, another game tonight that will tip off at 9. The uh, the Nuggets host the Suns. I think that's a great matchup. I think the Suns will have a really good shot tonight. <coughs> and again, with KD and Booker, two superstars, going up against um, arguably the best team in the West, certainly the best record in the West, the Denver Nuggets. Jamal Murray was incredible the other night. You want to watch great basketball and great pageantry, I would watch that one at 9 o'clock tonight uh, over on TNT. All right, everybody, have a great one. Uh, Good stuff, Aaron, from you today. Uh, We will leave it with you, and uh, we'll do it all again at 4 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. Good night, everybody. This is the Modern Media Big 12 Buzz, a daily look inside Big 12 athletics. Here now is the voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris. Everybody's cover check of Big 12 Athletics on today's Modern Media Big 12 Buzz. Coming up, the NFL draft was completed over the weekend. A large number of Big 12 student athletes were drafted, including a touching moment for Deuce Vaughn out of Kansas State. Give you details straight ahead on today's Modern Media Big 12 Buzz. Enjoy one-of-a-kind luxury and lounge at the Baylor Club. 